Hello, and welcome to Morning Prayer at St. Paul's Lutheran Church in Edison, New Jersey. Today is Friday, and this is the start of the season after Pentecost. We begin our time of prayer in silence. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. O Lord, open our lips, and my mouth shall proclaim your praise. Visit us with your salvation, and sustain us with your gracious spirit. O come, let us worship and praise. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before God's presence with thanksgiving, and raise a loud shout to the Lord with psalms. For you, Lord, are a great God and a great ruler above all gods. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. In your hand are the caverns of the earth. The heights of the hills are also yours. The sea is yours, for you made it, and your hands have molded the dry land. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. Come, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord, our Maker. For the Lord is our God, and we are the people of God's pasture and the sheep of God's hand. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. You have been born anew through the living and abiding Word of God. A reading from Romans chapter 4. This morning we read verses 13 through 25. For the promise that he would inherit the world did not come to Abraham or to his descendants through the law, but through the righteousness of faith. For it is the adherence of the for if it is the adherence of the law who are to be the heirs, then faith is null and the promise is void. For the law brings wrath, and where there is no law, neither is there transgression. For this reason the promise depends on faith in order that it may rest on grace, so that it may be guaranteed to all his descendants, not only to the adherents of the law, but also to those who share the faith of Abraham, who is the father of us all. As it is written, I have made you the father of many nations. In the presence of God in whom he believed, who gives life to the dead and calls into existence things that do not exist, hoping against hope, He believed that he would become the father of many nations, according to what was said, so shall your descendants be. He did not weaken in faith when he considered his own body, which was already as good as dead, for he was about a hundred years old, and the barrenness of Sarah's womb. No distrust made him waver concerning the promise of God, but he grew strong in his faith as he gave glory to God being fully convinced that God was able to do what he had promised. Therefore, it was reckoned to him as righteousness. Now the words, it was reckoned to him, were written not for his sake alone, but ours also. It will be reckoned to us who believe in him who raised Jesus our Lord from the dead, and who was handed over for our trespasses and raised for our justification. Paul reminds us again of God's promise to Abraham and Abraham's faith in that promise to show us what it means to be righteous before God. Before the giving of the Ten Commandments, before all covenants and commandments, 
God, in God's mercy and love, simply chose Abraham and Sarah with a call and a word of promise. And Abraham and Sarah trusted that what the Lord promised, the Lord would accomplish for them. And seeing their faith in God's promise and this relationship with God now developed, God considered them righteous. Not by who they were or what they did, but by God's gracious gift and their trust in that gift. This is important for us, not just as a matter of biblical interpretation, but because of the gospel, the message about Jesus Christ. Through Jesus, God reconciles us to God by taking away our sin and giving us his life. We see this at the center of all that Jesus does, but definitively through his death and resurrection for us. Jesus died for our sins, and he was raised to make us right with God. This salvation is ours as a gift from God. This is what Jesus has done for us, and Jesus has now chosen you to live with him in his kingdom and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit. And so just as Abraham believed God's promise, now we trust in God's promise to us that comes to us through the gospel. And God's grace that comes to us in the good news of Jesus Christ comes to us through the hearing of God's word, as it is read in Scripture, and in good preaching that expounds on that gospel and delivers it again to our ears. And in the sacraments of baptism, and in the Lord's Supper, and in the interchange of confession and absolution, and in the fellowship that we share together as a community that is joined together and connected to each other in Christ. These two are not works to be done, but gracious meetings with God to be heard and believed, encounters with God where we hear God's promise for us and for the whole creation, the place where God comes down to choose us, to meet us, to gather us. So as we come to the end of this week, we, we might have a weekend filled with all kinds of things to do. I hope that one of the high points of your weekend to-do list is coming to gather for worship. And that's how we often look at worship. as an important thing to do this weekend, another item that's on the calendar. But I wonder what might be different if we saw the act of attending worship first as an act of faith, as a way of responding to Jesus' call that goes out to follow him and to trust the promise that Christ will be present with us and for us in this gathering. And in it, we will hear the good news that strengthens our faith and gives us what it promises, mercy and peace and fellowship in the love of God. What makes this gathering different from any other gathering is that Christ has promised to be with us when we gather that Christ keeps his promise. And that makes all the difference to those who, by God's grace, believe that God accomplishes for us everything that he has promised. In Jesus' name. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. Blessed are you, Lord, the God of Israel. You have come to your people and set them free. You have raised up for us a mighty Savior, born of the house of your servant David. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. Through your holy prophets, you promised of old to save us from our enemies, from the hands of all who hate us, 
to show mercy to our forebears and to remember your holy covenant. This was the oath you swore to our father Abraham, to set us free from the hands of our enemies, free to worship you without fear, holy and righteous before you all the days of our life. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. And you, child, shall be called the prophet of the Most High, for you will go before the Lord to prepare the way, to give God's people knowledge of salvation by the forgiveness of their sins. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us, to shine on those who dwell in darkness and the shadow of death, and to guide our feet into the way of peace. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. The Lord be with you. Let us pray. Mighty God of mercy, we thank you for the resurrection dawn, bringing the glory of our risen Lord who makes every day new. Especially we thank you for the sustaining goodness of your creation, for the new creation in Christ and all gifts of healing and forgiveness, and for the gift of relationship with others, for the communion of faith in your church. For what else are we thankful this morning? Merciful God of might, renew this weary world, heal the hurts of all of your children, and bring about your peace for all in Christ Jesus, the living Lord. Especially we pray for those who govern the nations of the world, for those who are sick, for those who are dying, for those who are grieving, for those who are struggling with illness of any kind, for those who are isolated and alone, for people in countries ravaged by strife and warfare, for people, communities affected by violence, for those who work to bring about peace and those working to restore and bring international harmony, for those who strive to save this earth from carelessness and destruction, for those who are fighting forest fires, for the Church of Jesus Christ in every land. For who else? For what else do we pray? We give thanks to you, Heavenly Father, through Jesus Christ, your dear Son, that you have protected us through the night from all harm and danger. We ask that you would also protect us today from sin and all evil, so that our life and our actions may please you. Into your hands we commend ourselves, our bodies, our souls, and all that is ours. Let your holy angels be with us, so that the wicked foe may have no power over us. Lord, remember us in your kingdom and teach us to pray. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Let us bless the Lord. Thanks be to God. May the Holy Spirit fill you with new life and abundant joy. And Almighty God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, bless and preserve us. Amen.